0: hello my beautiful friends welcome to proper madness formerly beautifully broken my name is sabby and i give a unique perspective on mental health by providing tools, guidance, and knowledge on how we can better understand ourselves, as well as our past and present experiences, and in doing so, we can help heal our mental health. I get to speak with a variety of individuals from around the world as they share their stories from their journey through their mental wellness so that it helps others stand strong and use their voice. Well, welcome back everyone to Proper Madness. Today I have Maria with me. She has graced me with her presence. I've seen her on social media for a little bit, so I want
1: to have her on. It's good to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah. So why don't you tell um, some of my listeners like what you're about, what you do, and all that.
1: Sure. So I'm a therapist. I'm a mental health therapist. Um, I'm an LPC and also an LSC, So licensed mm-hmm. professional counselor, licensed school counselor. Um, and then my thing is I am also really into fitness. So I mm-hmm. add that into my practice and into, you know, my social media page. Like I love the connection between the two. I think that they're so similar. Um, the struggle and then the payoff is just wonderful. So Yes, yeah. a, little bit about,
0: a little bit about that's me. amazing. I like that. Well, what what made you get into fitness? For you know, was it more mental health based first, or physical, or both?
1: So <laughs> that's a good question. I I mean, I was so young. I was in middle school, so I don't think I realized it was for mental health. But I think it always was. Mm. You know, like I grew up. I mean, I had my own mental health issues which I think a lot of us in this field did right we had to overcome a few of our own things to get to the point where we can help others um and I just realized like I would go for a run and I was like oh my gosh this is amazing I feel better (laughs) and um so yeah it kind of started back then for me
0: oh good that's really cool that's kind of similar with me too yeah I enjoyed I enjoyed it I did well I did martial arts growing up like my whole life Yeah. And the release just from that felt so, I mean, you feel like you're invincible, which is kind of nice, but it's also a really good outlet.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I work with a lot of kids um, in my practice, high school, age, and college. uh, But once they start exercising or some sort of physical movement activity, they say the same. They're like, oh my gosh, it's this release that just feels so good.
0: Oh, good. Yeah. So, so you do um, with some of your clients, that's something that you kind of incorporate with them is
1: exercise and getting your body moving in some way. I do. Yeah. We actually, where I work, we have a little um, walking path right behind. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'll even spend a session where walking and moving, which is great. Um, And then it's different for everyone. I mean, if there's physical limitations or whatnot, I mean, it can just be like that going for a walk or some sort of movement, but yeah, I'm, I'm just a huge advocate of moving the body, um, to help the minds as well. Yeah.
0: Um, so tell me a little bit more about your story and like how, you know, you decided to start your platform and what motivated you to do it and link the two together.
1: Sure. So, um, it's, so it's interesting. I saw on your social media, you posted about being bullied at, young, mm. at a younger age. So similarly, um, that happened to me in middle school. And I was just thinking. <sighs> sometimes social media can feel toxic Mm -hmm. and sometimes it can feel really helpful. So I was like, at that point in my life, it would have been so cool to have some sort of account or something where I could like find inspiration or motivation when I was feeling really down and like low. So I was like, I mean, when I first started my account, I was like, well, I don't know. I had like five followers. I'm like, that's good enough. Okay. It'll affect someone. And then it's growing more. And it's, it's cool to see that. I hope I'm providing that for, you know, Mm -hmm. people like that, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think having a role, like a healthy role model in that way with, so, I don't know, I mean, so, fit. oh my God, fitness, I think, and um, social media has become...
1: It, there's a fine line um, is I agree. I uh, probably spend the whole podcast talking about that right <laughs> <'Cause> it, yeah
0: <laughs> probably I feel it like, because as a woman you know like you see everyone has different body types right and right. when um, you're young and impressionable and you're just getting into fitness to feel good, it can be difficult to then get into fitness to look good and then the balance is just very hard to maintain i think um i love the way that you do it you're not you know you don't post pictures of like you know like the aesthetic pictures of the you know i just i (laughs) I just i can't i cannot um uh i I applaud the women who do do that it must take a lot of courage but at the same time you gotta be careful and mindful of your audience I agree. And like you said, yeah, I think like you said, that role model is key.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I feel like, right. Cause some of the female accounts do, they show the struggle and they show like, mm-hmm. well, this is where I started or this is where I'm at. And yeah. they explain, like you said, everyone's body types different, but then some of them, I mean, you have to watch if it's photoshopped. You have to watch. I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard yeah. to know what's real out there. So I try to keep yeah. it. Real.
0: Well, and and it's smart because uh, unfortunately kids have access to social media. So then, right. as they grow up and go, get older, they're the way that they view themselves is then distorted, right, because of what they see.
1: Isn't that true? I know. I. Oh, I think about this a lot. And I talk about this a lot in my sessions with my younger clients. I mean, I think it's really impacted their mental health. I mean, it's, yeah. it's tough, but and that's exactly going back to why I wanted something that's just a little more real and just kind of like, uh, you know, like you can still have this and do all these things, but it's not as glamorous as it's like made out to be sometimes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is that something that you see a lot with uh, younger clients that they're, with social media and their mental health? Like how has it, how have you seen that impact them the most?
1: Oh, that's a good. Okay. So I think most, like the biggest thing right now with that age has been everything with COVID that Mm. they've had to deal with. I mean, I, I saw something recently. um, It said that the mental health of that age right now is similar to, I think it was in the sixties where they would be admitted into like a psych ward. So, right that like now, and that's just normalized. So, I think COVID's been a big thing. And then, yeah, almost every one of my younger clients mentions social media. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like I have to be this certain way, or I get on there and I feel like everyone else is so happy and I'm not. So, we talk a lot about how that's social media is that 1% highlight reel. It's not real life, (laughs) you know? Not Uh, at all.
0: And there's and it, it sucks because you do like social media in a strange way is building like a brand and a platform, but then you have to have that like we said like that balance of being real. Um, mm-hmm. What's what's some of the advice that you give some of your younger clients or like anyone else maybe because I do have a little bit of a younger audience, have noticed so. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll get messages in my DMS of, Hey, like I'm struggling with this and there's this girl and she looks like this and I look like that. I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. I can't say anything cause I'm not um, a therapist, but what would be some guidelines that you could give the younger audience when they go through that
1: Sure. So, I mean, number one, and it's hard to do, but set limits on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I tell my clients that the first thing they say, like, well, I'm going to just click ignore. So have somebody else put the password in if you have to, that you won't be able to get, I mean, if it gets to that point, Um, I also say, just don't feel guilty, like blocking or muting or unfollowing certain accounts. If even if it's a friend, but if it's making you feel bad about yourself yeah. do you really have to follow that account? I mean, kind of analyzing that. Um, and just knowing too that again, it's a 1% highlight reel 99% of that person's life isn't being shown. Most yeah. people aren't really talking about their mental health struggles. Um, I mean, I have couples who like couples who come to therapy who admit that like earlier that day, they posted this lovely photo of themselves on social media. And then they're in my office, not at the place. So <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, if people can see what we see as therapists, like it's not all what it's cracked up to be uh it's not all what people portray so kind of being mindful yeah. of those things
0: that's good that's really good I I'd like to jump back to your story a little bit if you'd like to if you want to talk sure. about it um sure. when you were bullied when you were younger how did that impact you and then throw you into fitness and than all the
1: other things yeah Ooh, this is like it feels like my therapy <laughs> session <laughs> it's
0: okay I've had people cry so you know what oh, so really?
1: happen. <laughs> luckily I think I'm past the crying point about it but um oh it was terrible I mean I remember so I went to like a small private Catholic school where everybody mm-hmm. knew everybody um and a couple of girls decided they didn't like me. I still don't know why, you know how that goes. I never, yeah. really knew. I just kept to myself. I was very, very shy. I remember they would like throw little pieces of paper in my hair mm-hmm. and like just constantly. And I, prior to that, I think was just like, had this like innocent view of life of like, everyone's just nice and this is great. And then that was that moment. You know, mm-hmm. during a very vulnerable state, anyway, in your adolescent years, but I was like, oh, people aren't so nice. And this, this just kind of sucks. Um, yeah. So I had to get through that. And I, that's when I was in track. And I just remember like putting it all out there. Like I mm-hmm. looked forward to track practice. I looked forward to those meets so much. Like it was just my saving grace. And I was pretty good. I was like, <laughs> I was pretty <laughs> fast. And I was, pretty, you know, um, so I started to realize I'm like, this is really helpful. Um, Mm. and then it wasn't until a little bit later in my life that I got into therapy for myself and was like, Oh, this is even, this is even more helpful. (laughs) Um, I, since then I always just a combination of the two, I just felt like really helped me. Mm. Um, and then, you know, even in my own life, I, my parents, I had this like picture perfect. My dad was a doctor. My mom stayed at home, la 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 they ended up getting a terrible divorce. All kinds of stuff was going on behind the scenes. So for me, myself too, I had to continue to like, you know, utilize again, the fitness and then the counseling. And it really helped me get through some tough times. So as a therapist now, I like to, um, I don't know. I think it's good for therapists to have their own struggles so that we can draw upon that to help clients. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I've, Mm-hmm. I too have have noticed that too. Um, one of my recent good friends is a therapist and she also has her own struggles, but some of the advice that she gives is drawn upon how she o- has overcome some of that, which is really cool.
1: Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. And
0: so it's lovely. Like when people use what they've been through to help other people. So I think that's a beautiful thing that you're doing.
1: Thank you. I know. And yeah. I think it's, it goes to show that things aren't always what they seem on the outside. So mm-hmm um, yeah, that's another message I just try to convey to my clients too. That's
0: good. Yeah. And then, um, I know you said that some of the same struggles and almost like the perseverance and adversity of fitness is similar to mental health. How, how have some of those similarities been for you or like, what are they?
1: So you can't just walk into a gym and then leave and have, the body you want or it's not that easy with therapy. You can't just go to a session and be like, okay, I'm going to be great. It's, it's ongoing. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, there's going to be really hard times. There's going to be moments you're like, why am I doing this? This sucks (laughs) both. And then, but the payoff is insane. I mean, it's just getting people to stick through both is one of the things I love, cause it's hard. It's like, yeah, I know this sucks. Like sometimes I just have to sit with my clients and, and be like, this is tough. This is tough mm-hmm. to process trauma. This is tough. Um, similarly, like explaining how, you know, when you're, when you're at the gym, it's going to be tough. There's going to be tough moments, but, um, it's worth it, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'd say what that consistency and discipline that it takes yeah. to stick through with any fitness school, whether it's hitting a new PR and like pushing through that mental block, Cause yeah. I mean, I'd say about maybe 50 to 60% of what we go through. It's, it's all, it's all, here. It's
1: all here. Yeah. yeah like yeah. you limit
0: yourself based off of how far you actually want to go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I completely resonate. I had very similar, like, um, with my fitness journey, it was, it was, it was like so many different reasons. I did like a whole video and, and, on it actually recently. And, okay. um, yeah, I, like, I talked about my, my body dysmorphia and body image. That was huge for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was in a healthy place with fitness and my mental health, the parallels were very strong. Like you said, it was showing up for myself every single day at the gym, even if maybe I didn't really necessarily want to go, but still pushing through and going, okay, you know what? Now I'm doing this for myself and this is where I'm going. Yeah. It's the same with your mental health. Do you think... People think it's either a quick, there's a quick fix to it okay. or there's a, how to cure depression in like five steps. And you're like, <laughs> no,
1: oh, we were that absolutely awesome.
0: not. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. That's so, so true.
0: Yeah. It's a, it just, it takes consistency showing up with it, with both those things. So,
1: and to your point, I, I tell some of my clients, right. They're like, I want to join a gym, but I'm just so either intimidated or just too depressed. And I, I I tell them, you know what, let's make it the first goal is just drive to the gym. Maybe yeah. you get out of the car and then maybe you don't. Right. And it's just like taking some of that pressure off of that, like final and, you know, like result. Mm-hmm. And it's just, okay, I'm just going to focus on this, this part of it. And nine times out of 10, they get out of the car and go in, but it's just like, Hey, let's just alleviate some of that and just focus on the small things and see what yeah. happens. So I feel like mental health is the same way too. Like you said, like five steps. Okay, no, let's just focus on getting in a bed today, you know, something small. So, um, so yeah, that's the other thing with social media. Even when I created this um, account, it was like, okay, I have to remember, I'm not going to take it too seriously and be like, oh oh my gosh, I only got like 10 like. I was like, this is this, I'm putting stuff out there that's hopefully going to help one or two people. And Mm -hmm. if it's more than that, great. But I think that a lot of people get caught up with like, I mean, I've, I've, I know people who are like, I posted a reel that I worked really hard on and then I deleted it because it wasn't doing well or whatever. Uh, So and with the mental health, it's like, do you need that external validation or are you doing it for yourself just because it's fun and it feels good. Um, And that's a struggle too, that I see. Uh, with a lot of my clients too with that the external validation, validation.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah Absolutely. that is huge i just got like gooseys when you said that cuz that's actually something i sh- i struggle with i think still but with not like not conscious of it um yeah, same it's tough it's, it's it's really tough to be a creator and put things out there especially in the mental health arena i think it's very different than like everyone else with the fitness or music or something else that those audiences, it's a little quicker for them to catch on with mental health. It's it's a little bit more of a niche. I think you really have to hone down on on what you want to provide and what your unique aspect of of mental health is. But then, yeah, you do have that external validation, like, okay, because I battle with it. I go, all right, bigger, larger purpose is to help people. And be that voice for someone who I wish I had, like you said, when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, you do get caught up like, oh, I only got this many likes or there's only this many people subscribed to my channel. Maybe I shouldn't take it seriously. So it's like a huge and then you start creating for other like you start creating for the views and the validation, not necessarily what you enjoy doing.
1: Yeah. And then that's where it gets tricky because it's like, who am I doing this for? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, okay. So I'll ask you a question. So then how do you work through some of that when it, cause I feel like I do some, you know, some similar things with external validation. So how do you work through um, not caring as much or whatnot?
0: Uh, I'd say it's, it's been recently that I've stopped caring. I think before it was very much like I felt like I had something to prove to the world and I kind of stopped and took a deeper look and was like okay who in my life am I trying to prove something to is it like someone like a parent maybe from my past you know from when I was young is it someone I have like some sort of unresolved trauma with And I found it was very much the unresolved trauma. It was because I was bullied too. Um, And I've had a couple abusive relationships. So for me, it was like, oh, I'm trying to prove to these people that I can be successful when mm, reality is that's not why I started this platform. It became more of trying to be, quote, famous and well-liked and popular to then gain views and then get monetized as opposed to taking a step back and going, okay, what do I want to create? And what do I think is going to help someone who's looking at their phone? Mm-hmm. Um, I took down so many of my videos from my YouTube channel previous to me having that epiphany. Cause I was like, Ooh, these don't feel, uh, not that they weren't genuine, but just didn't feel like me. Yeah. Um and it wasn't authentic anymore so I had to take a step back and go okay who am I what do I want what's my mission that that's it so I check myself sometimes um, because yeah. I do have to take a step back and go okay what am I putting out here and how is it going to help someone else even if I'm posting like a Pictures of myself. I still think ahead with the captions and go, okay. Well, if I post like a really cute selfie, but then the caption is something really deep, that's not going to make any sense. So, <laughs> so <I> trying <laughs> to find like a happy, like happy medium,
1: right? Uh, it it's hard. Be
0: yeah, it's yeah. really
1: difficult. That's a great point too, because then I feel like, especially as women, right? We preach like be confident and do you know, post the selfies, do all that, and then we question it like okay is this going to come off some type of way does this look like I'm confused does this look right and it's finding that balance and like you said like the caption has to be just and it's a shame that that's where we're like we've been made to feel I don't know again I feel like we're talking a lot about social media today but that's like such a right like that such a big part of our world right now so it's like finding that balance and like you said just figuring out what makes you like each person has to figure out what what makes them feel good like mm-hmm. their presence on there and then how to navigate that
0: yeah yeah I think navigating that is I mean it's tough because social media is such a huge beast of a thing to approach and um Sorry. I think setting that password though is smart and having someone else know it I might yeah. do that
1: because yeah.
0: I do. I'm the one who ignores it. I'm like,
1: no, never mind. I know. And then the other thing that I found helpful, and then some of my clients have too, um, is to give yourself a detox, whatever that looks like. It was even if it's just one full day, or sometimes it's like let's start small, maybe two hours. I won't like open my social media. Um, Some clients are able to just do like cold turkey a whole week, and then you come back in like a different headspace, and you kind of have that chance. And then maybe that's when you'll realize, oh wait. Okay, I am gonna like delete this account, or I am gonna mute this. Like, I, it wasn't serving me. I was so much better, you know. And kind of balancing what works for you again, kind of with that balance and. Yeah. The boundaries.
0: Do you have to set boundaries yourself? With like, what are some of the struggles that you have with, like, personally with uh, social media and what you see? So I yes
1: I do <laughs> I do have to set boundaries I mean again since my son just came down I'll use this as the example but being a mom sometimes it's like my escape Mm -hmm. and even as like a therapist or really any any career it's like you can just log on to social media and not have to think about all the other stuff and you're just scrolling and it feels nice but then when we're not aware of like the things that we're consuming then how that's affecting us our mental Mm -hmm. health throughout the day like you might be like oh and then I'll see a mom's account or posting these lovely pictures with her kids. And I'm like, oh, I'm like trying to avoid my kids right now. I feel terrible. Like maybe I oh. should. So we kind I I mean, I have to set those boundaries being like, okay, you know, I am a good mom. I'm just, this is, I need a break. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. <laughs> um, some reframing. I do a lot. I do CBT a lot in my practice. Mm. So I'll Do that to myself too, where I just acknowledge what I'm feeling and then reframe and make sure that I'm, you know, acknowledging a positive aspect. Um that I don't get caught up in the negativity. So yeah, just setting boundaries, whether it's I sometimes my husband will make the password. (laughs) Can't get on (laughs) it after a certain (laughs) point. Just kind of like having those boundaries and that separation.
0: No, that makes I think that makes perfect sense. I think (laughs) I followed you the whole way. Um (laughs) I have ad I have really bad adD so I got you I, okay yeah um i well I also found out i was a hyper high uh, highly sensitive person so i, I paid attention on and it was um it it was interesting because then i afterwards the benefit of social media is I went and was like I wonder so I went on instagram i, like, I wonder if there's people who like talk about this and I found a whole community. I and I it. sat there and I was like, oh my God, I've never felt more understood in my life. I think I posted that too. I was like, holy hell. <laughs> yeah,
1: Yes, I saw that. Right. <laughs> and then that's right. That's where social media can be great. Yeah. And that's what I love about, you know, the reels and whatever we post, like the yeah. hashtags and all this like anxiety awareness. And I'll, I'll be like so deep in some of those hashtags, just like, oh my gosh, because there's <laughs> such a community There, like everybody. Yeah come together and have that support is really nice too
0: yeah yeah 100 and i think um i noticed some of the like the downsides of like i think the labels that are put on stuff like this is then oh lord everyone has like th- and then everyone goes oh i'm that too and you're like whoa okay it's gonna then it's gonna like negate the people who are actually in it and right. you're like what the heck i, I was talking about that with my brother actually is yeah. um Like the dangers of, I don't want to say mental health labels. I feel like that's the wrong word, but sometimes the dangers of like mental health being so popular right now is great. And it's amazing because it's bringing awareness to people who really truly struggle. And, um, but then you have the people that use it as an excuse. And you're like sitting there going, the rest of us have worked so hard to make this normal now you're taking it and you know making it a whole like a yeah. victimization thing and I'm going no right.
1: that's no tangent. I mean that's actually and as you were saying that I mean this is probably a whole other tangent. but it's been so relevant lately like with what happened at the Oscars and I just feel like making excuses on both ends. Like I'm not taking teams or side, but I think that as a therapist, I don't know if you felt the same way watching that whole thing go down. It's like so concerning of the mental health issues right but then I've seen things where it's like well that makes it okay if they're I don't I don't know so then oh
0: yeah using it as a kind of like a cop-out like oh but he's he's unwell so it's okay
1: it's okay for this and this and and I mean and again on both sides isn't it that was why i then I didn't watch it, but I was on Instagram. I probably should have had my timer that, that night, but I was um, just scrolling. And then of course, like seeing what had happened and I stayed up probably like an hour and a half later than I should have that night. (laughs) First of all, you're like, is this a joke? And then as a therapist, once you realize it wasn't, it was like, Oh my, like that's, yeah, that's, that's heavy. And social media, it's all over. And you're starting to see some of those excuses, some of those comments. And it's just like, it's a lot.
0: It it is it is a lot. I had um, I dated someone uh, a while ago who their employee had brought like an unsafe weapon to work, and mm-hmm. because so this man I don't know what the, this all the stories you're telling about this specific coworker it was exactly what you said. It was like there are certain people who use the excuse of being mentally unstable or mentally ill for toxic behavior and um they they avoid actually doing the work on themselves even if that might be the case but they just kind of like to stay in like a victim mindset um as opposed to trying to you know I mean, in my opinion, if you want to change and you want to get help, you do try, at least try and you ask for help to some degree. Um, Some people just don't know how to ask for help. And that's different. But I'd say the victim mindset or like the people who just try to use mental health as an excuse as a cop out all the time. Like this man was taking, I think, a bunch of sick days from work claiming mental health Uh, his work performance was poor he was always making excuses as to why he was making mistakes and would blame it on mental health or blame it on his medication and it was just like there's a there's a fine line with that stuff but at the same time like yeah unfortunately like makes people who really do suffer it it desensitizes it to like too much
1: I agree yeah Yeah. and then that would be one of the probably cons about it being, like you said, popular, but it's, it sounds silly to say. Yeah, well, yeah this <laughs> it's the right wrong answer, word. But... It is. Yeah.
0: But then,
1: as therapists. And I never, I use humor all the time too. I use it in my practice. It's just part of my personality. But so I never thought I'd be the type that's like, well, wait, whoa, we like yeah. this is actually really serious. And I feel like, um. I don't know, it takes away some of the humor aspect too, then when it's like there are people that are really, really struggling. And some people, like you said, um, yeah. it's a shame when that gets used. Yeah. Much it when is. it really shouldn't be, you know, the case. But um it's hard. It's a very sensitive topic, mental health.
0: It is, it is. So it there's is. like so many, you know, there's so many, I don't know, like politically correct things terms right. that you have to use and yeah. how you phrase things and right. I, even yeah. with with anything honestly I think there's like a like my brain's blanking it, like, a, like, a
1: line. like a like a line that you don't cross
0: <laughs> yeah uh, uh, yes. right. I have to watch what I because I have such dark humor um, like really dark humor so I have Drama. to watch what I say and I, no it is that's for sure <laughs> Yeah. I feel like if you've been through some stuff in your life you're like mm, I have an appreciation for this. It's the dark humor.
1: Right? <laughs> I know and sometimes if you don't laugh you'll cry so I mean yeah I get it too it's um it's a fine line right like you yeah. said 100%. but um yeah those are some good points I mean yeah this is I love how we like each topic <laughs> to like the next place but I it's know, right? cool interesting so yeah
0: well I think it, it's it's like bringing to light topics that no one likes to open the door to because they're too yeah. scared of like right. how people are going to react or oh you shouldn't say that I'm like no you probably should someone should probably say something
1: yeah you know <laughs>
0: you need to say it I mean <laughs> 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 oh God I, do
1: it. I guess the, like the last thing be, I because mm-hmm. I anytime I meet an adult like similar whatever who was also bullied um mm-hmm. as a kid i i kind of am curious about their story and how that affected yeah like do you think that that shaped you into who you are um, oh. kind of, sort of like you asked me earlier right like
0: yeah i like that you act that you asked me that um yeah no i i'd say i was only bullied by boys not uh mm-hmm. women so right. i grew up always seeking external validation from men which okay. was fun not yeah. really um i was like right. replaying that trauma all sure. the time of wanting to feel good enough Um, because when I was bullied by boys at that age I assumed it was always because they didn't like me there's something wrong with me because they would poke fun at me but then like all these other girls they would be enamored by and I thought okay like why am I not getting that attention I'm getting just picked on all the time um I also went to uh, a private Episcopalian school
1: oh there's a (laughs)
0: so I was like oh um but everyone knew everyone it was suburbs Mm -hmm. um not the I didn't have the most diverse school um so culturally I was like made fun of a little bit because I looked different I had hair in places that other girls didn't have hair in um I wasn't allowed to shave my legs to like god my parents like you can't shave anything until you're like 13 14 I was like what? like I have to otherwise I'm gonna <laughs> you don't understand what's happening at school um and uh yeah that was always a struggle too and my body didn't like develop until oh God, maybe co- I mean end of high school early college it was
1: a very late bloomer yeah I'm um, that similar that's so, that's few similarities that's funny yeah
0: yeah well yeah it's a but yeah it it definitely shaped me into who I am because it yeah I'd say the male validation was quite heavy and um, I felt unworthy of certain types of men that looked a certain way Um, just based off of my past experiences of being bullied if they like resembled a certain type of guy that maybe bullied me when I was younger, I'd kind of like steer clear
1: of those types of guys. Yeah. That's that trauma. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I it's, it's better now. And I think having children and being a therapist and all of that has certainly helped, but I, for the longest time, if I walked by a group of people and this is even like, as an adult, if I walked Mm -hmm. by a group of people laughing or, you know, just kind of looked off, I would get paranoid that they were talking about me or yes. right, all the way back to when I was like, you know, 13. I have and the same. It's the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's some of my clients, you know, when they have similar things, they're like, but that can't be right. Cause that was so long ago. It's like, no, that's, and that's your trauma. It's being stored. And I love to do, I don't know if you've ever done or had done inner childs, any mm, inner child
0: work. All the time. Oh, it's my favorite. It is my yeah. favorite.
1: I do it with myself and with clients who are, you know, right, in similar situations Um, because it doesn't matter how old we are. Like we're all just kids that grew up and that kid is still there. So that those feelings, like you said, with with certain men avoiding, you know, yeah. me thinking people are talking about me. I mean, that's very real. And that's I That's actually.
0: That so interesting you say that because it highlights something that I just realized that I need to tackle but I have the same thing too if men are staring at me um for like a long, like a prolonged period of time my automatic response is am I I'm like am I worried like is there something
1: weird (laughs) like what's happening yeah and that's that distortion Uh, that was created from that past trauma and it's it's hard to navigate though too. It's like, cause
0: it is cause right? it makes me oblivious to anyone who's actually interested in me. And I'm like, <laughs> I just run. I'm like, I don't know. You were staring at me for a long time. I thought maybe you said I was weird. They're like, no, I'm like,
1: <laughs> I know. And it's it is obviously like on the exterior, right. You're gorgeous. And I feel like you probably hear that a lot too, but then it's just like, so people would be like, oh, well certainly, you She so flirting yeah. right. But then going, no, okay, no on? idea. Yeah.
0: Yep. No clue. I automatically assume they think like the I think that they think the opposite because of my trauma. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't know that actually until you said that. When oh I was like, hang on. Up, I <laughs> yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. It's oh it's crazy. I know there's so much. There's so much with that, which is why this profession is so needed. I mean, people don't even realize. Their traumas. Yeah. And it's just even helping, mm-hmm. like having the ability to help people realize, oh yeah, that was pretty bad trauma. I need to, I need to resolve that. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like kind of the first step. And then they like this huge weight gets lifted. And yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: If anyone listening has resonated with your story or anything that you've said, what is some advice that you would like to give them?
1: Ooh. Ooh. What kind of th- Ooh, advice I'd like to give them? So if they resonated with any piece of anything, um, just that, you know, it gets better Um, once you recognize maybe, you know, certain traumas and what's actually happened to you. And you kind of have to get to that acceptance point first, which a lot mm-hmm. of us are in denial. It's like, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm so strong. I, this didn't affect me kind of have to acknowledge that maybe things are affecting you um find what works for you again for me it's movement fitness all of that um find you know a good therapist and there's hope um you know you can heal and I think that's like the main the main message I would like to send so
0: (laughs) of course of course you're an amazing lady you should just keep doing what you're
1: doing thank you Same yeah
0: thank you so much for listening And remember, you have to go through the eye of the storm to see the clear horizon ahead. Thanks so much, guys, and I'll see you next week.